Welcome home. I'm Dr. Tama, a minister, licensed psychologist, and sacred artist. And this is Homecoming, a podcast to facilitate your journey home to yourself. While I will provide weekly inspiration and mental health tips, this podcast is not a substitute for therapy. I'm so excited you're on the journey. If you want to request specific topics or share your progress, email me at homecomingpodcasts at gmail.com. Also, after you listen, be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Let's begin. I am so excited and grateful that you are here with me again. And our theme on today is reclaiming your story. Reclaiming your story. And I don't know who has been telling you your story or where you have been getting the truth of your story, but it is time for us to take hold of who we are, what this life journey has been, and where where we are headed. It is not by accident that we have this theme um, on Mother's Day weekend, and uh, an important role for parents is to share their stories with their children, to share their lessons learned, to share their wisdom, to be able to pass the baton. And so we are grateful for those who came before us, both for their triumphs and for their struggles, uh, because there is wisdom to be gained in all of it. And my heart goes especially to those Uh, on this Mother's Day weekend who may be grieving the loss of their mothers or grandmothers or the aunties or persons who raised them, who poured into them. And so I encourage you even now to say that person's name out loud and in your spirit and in your heart that we can honor them even if they are no longer physically present. My heart is also going to those who find Mother's Day difficult because of uh, miscarriage and stillbirth and infant death and infertility. And I want you to know that there uh, are a great cloud of witnesses uh, that are honoring you on today and honoring the children uh, who died early. And so many blessings of comfort to you even now, and uh, for you to know that their story, your children's story, is not uh, erased, but that it lives on in you, and you uh, literally are um, a living tribute uh, to them. And so uh, there are others on uh, this weekend who I know Mother's Day is difficult because of a difficult relationship with your mother. And I want you to know that our mothers, uh, like all human beings, uh, walk in imperfection. And there may have been uh, those who were harmed or hurt 
or continue to be hurt or feel dismissed um, by their mothers. And I want you to know the gift of what we call in our community, other mothers. So even if you did not receive it from your biological mother, it is my hope that you will find those who uh, will nourish you, who will love and respect you and care for you, and that you will also give yourself the gift of uh, mothering, nourishing, parenting, reparenting yourself to know that you are deserving of care. So let us now center in on this idea of reclaiming our story. Uh, In psychology, there are different approaches to healing uh, and recovery. And one of those is called narrative therapy. And uh, while I do not follow all of the guidelines um, of narrative therapy, it has some components um, which can be particularly useful. And so I want to raise them with you on today um, as a possibility for you uh, reclaiming your pen. Uh, When I was uh, young, or maybe 20 years ago, I wrote a poem that I would have to look for now, but it was talking about someone trying to steal my pen. And it really um, is about people who enter your life, who, uh, if you allow it, can really take over your life and make you lose sight of who you are. And so they begin to write your story and you can lose yourself in that. And so it is my hope for you as we are on the journey home that you reclaim your pen, uh, that there were some events and some people who wrote some things on the pages of your life, uh, but that in fact, in reality, in truth, that at this moment you do Uh, hold your pen. You have access to it. And so it is for us to pick it up and begin to write um, our story, not only uh, writing our present and our future, but uh, many of us need to look back over our past and come to a new understanding of ourselves and about what happened. That sometimes because you were called certain names growing up uh, because you were teased uh, or bullied or mistreated, that you came to believe some things about yourself that are not true. And sometimes we have come to define ourselves based on how we have been treated and how others have seen us or discarded us and dishonored us. And as a result of that, uh, we are walking around living out a story that is false, living out a story uh, that is based on a lie, living out a story that is based on someone else's broken, misguided understanding of who we are or who they hoped we would be in their shadows. And the reality is that there is so much more to each of us than those moments, than those seasons, even if we're honest, than those years have afforded. And so I want to encourage you today to recognize your capacity to look back 
over the story of your life and to be able to do what we would call in psychology a reframe, right? A new understanding, a new perception, a uh, a deeper insight into who you are and how you came to be in the circumstances that you are in and how you go forward uh, with that. And so when we think about this uh, narrative perspective, uh, it gives respect to the author or to the individual. And I wonder on today if you can respect yourself, reclaim respect for yourself to know that you have the capacity to tell your story and to live out your story from an authentic place. And when I don't have any respect for myself, when um, I have been taught to disrespect myself, uh, then I am constantly looking for other people to author my story. I am constantly looking for other people uh, to approve of and validate the story that they are telling me about me. And while from a collectivistic or a community-oriented or a family perspective, from a cultural perspective, we recognize that there is uh, an influence of the voices around us and we have a voice ourselves, right? We have a mind, a spirit, a heart ourselves. And so I uh, invite you to really begin to recognize your own voice, your agency, your power to unfold your story. Not only does narrative, a narrative approach, start with a respect uh, for us authoring, writing out these days, you know, that we are co-creating our lives and uh, we are not only being acted upon, um, but we are operating with a will and with an agency, with a motivation uh, to create some things, to co-create some things. Not only that, but as I re-author my story, as I reclaim my story, I can have more compassion and less blaming or judgment or condemnation, the truth is that a lot of our thinking patterns and behavioral patterns have uh, a foundation or a root. And so sometimes we look at ourselves and say, like, my life doesn't make sense. And I want to encourage you to begin to look back and connect the dots, that there are some steps along the way um, that resulted in, that affected and influenced what you see in terms of the current manifestation of your life. And so from a narrative perspective, we would say, I am someone who has faced problems or who has challenges, but at my core, I am not a problem. Right. I am a person who has had problems, who has had issues, as we like to say, or challenges, 
But at my core, my heart, my mind, my spirit, I am not the problem. I am not the issue. Uh, I am um, so much more and I am not defined by my challenges while I recognize them, while I acknowledge them, while I need to address them. I know that my challenges, problems, issues, mistakes are not equivalent to my identity. Yes. And so as you begin to uh, look back on your story, you also begin to recognize you are the expert on your story. Right. So you may go to uh, therapy and I encourage you to do that. Um, But even in therapy, they are the therapist is learning about you as you are sharing. But with the two of you sitting there, you are the holder of the uh, numerous, numerous stories, events, feelings, thoughts, understandings, desires. Uh, That is you. And even though uh, your family may know you well, your partner might know you well, your best friend may know you well, your enemies may even know you well. Um, But to reclaim your expertise on you. So it doesn't mean become unopen to feedback, but it also means you have to have a filter through which you receive information so that at my core, I will uh, honor myself and to recognize that uh, not everyone has access to the fullness of my story. And so then, you know, if I'm giving someone feedback or thoughts, it is based on the information I have access to as the hearer, right? But you are the one who has been living it out you are the one uh, that is walking in your own shoes, right? That you don't have to imagine what it's like. It is your life. And so to recognize that with lived experience, uh, there comes some knowledge, there comes some understanding, there comes some wisdom, and uh, that, it, that it is the possibility of wisdom emerging if I allow it with an openness Uh, to really examining myself, really reflecting uh, on myself. And so as we begin to uh, understand that, we also recognize um, that there is power in language and there is power in interpretation. And so I need to be, I want to be very mindful and careful about the story I've been telling myself. I want to be very mindful and careful in how I think about me, right? There is something called self-talk or our self-reflection, our uh, understanding of who we are. And based on how I see myself, I will make certain choices that, uh, where I spend my time, who I spend my time with, what I spend my time doing is an outgrowth of, in part, how I see myself. So it's a very powerful piece. So you want to really ask yourself, 
or I invite you to ask yourself, what is the story you've been telling you about yourself? What is the story you've been telling you about yourself? And what is the cost of holding on to that story? And what is the benefit? What do you gain by believing that story about yourself? And then here it is. What all, What are the alternative endings? You see, some of us really live from this doomsday perspective. And a lot of times that can also be connected to if we are in a place of despair or depression, which is why we say if you're really in a depressed state, it's not the time to make major decisions because um, our view of ourselves from that uh, depressed place is really distorted, right? And so I want to really look at my uh, most recent choices and to ask myself, what is the story I have believed about myself, about my possibility, about my life, about my value and values uh, that has shaped, that have influenced me making the choices that I'm making. And so there are alternative endings, right? Uh, What can my next chapter look like? What is in the realm of possibility for me, right? We often believe other great things are possible for other people, right? Of like, oh yes, great things can happen and they happen to other people all the time, but not for me. And I wonder if on today you can stretch your possibility You can stretch your hopes. You can stretch your vision of yourself and what your life can be. I wonder if on today you could entertain an alternative ending that I actually do not have to be stuck in this place, in this mindset, in this realm, in this chapter, in this dimension, that I don't have to be stuck, that what if there were other possibilities for my next chapter? What if I could make some new choices or I could have a new understanding, a new worldview, a new, a new perspective on myself and what unfolds in this season. And so with that, I am able to shift. I am able to change. I am able to transform not only the world around me, but me, right? That I can actually transform my understanding of myself. And so that actually, instead of just starting from the present and going forward, it actually can start with, uh, a new understanding even about my past. When I look back at the moments that are painful for me to revisit, in those moments, I may have come to believe some things about myself that are not true. I may have come to believe that I am uh, to be ashamed of myself, 
that I am less than others. I may have come to believe that I am insignificant, that I am unworthy of love or hard to love. I may have come to believe that no one will ever understand me or see me or appreciate me or value me. I may have come to believe that I have to exchange myself. I have to sell out myself in order to somehow be acceptable to someone. So for us to reimagine, for us to re-narrate, right, to re-author the story that I get out of those moments, out of the painful moments, the life-shattering moments, uh, the moments even of loss, that maybe out of those moments of loss, I came to believe some things that actually are not true. Or a part of it can have truth, but I have overgeneralized it to be everyone in all times, in all seasons. And so we are reauthoring, we are restoring, uh, we are re-narrating our life experience. And we also come to really recognize I, in the desire for control, have put some blame on my back that is not mine to carry, but I carried it because I wanted to believe that I'm in control of all things at all times. And I was talking to someone yesterday and they were talking about with the coronavirus, we are uh, reminded of the truth that has always been, which is we cannot control everything. And so as I reauthor my story, as I look back on my life experience, I recognize the times that the pen was not in my hands. So I can stop um, blaming myself, beating up myself for the things uh, that were written into my story that were not about me. You know, some people uh, will even try to say that uh, the family that I was born into or the abuse I experienced, uh, that all of these things were somehow caused by me. And that uh, is a lot to put on a baby, right? A baby was put, was placed uh, in a circumstance because of something of their own doing. The reality is there are things that we can control. There are things we can write in our lives. And there are some things, some events, some problems, some issues that emerged that were not of our doing. And so a part of us reauthoring our story is uh, releasing the lie that we control everything. And if that's a challenge for you, I encourage you to look back, listen to a prior episode on control issues uh, and also the prior episode on trauma. So we begin to uh, really break things down to their basics so that I can see the path in my past, right? What was the path that led me to my present and then recognizing what is the path that I, I choose to take going forward, right? What is the path that led to my present? And what is the path that I choose to take going forward? And as we begin to recognize that, 
I want you to know that we can put meaning or interpretation or lessons on our experiences without having to glorify them, right? And what I mean by that is if some terrible things happened in your past, you may say, well, as a result of that experience, I want to choose to do this thing, right? And that is a choice I am making as I reclaim my pen. But I do not have to then say um, that it is wonderful that this terrible event happened. That it's a great thing that this terrible event happened, but instead I am going to pull something good out of it, right? So we want to be very careful about believing we have to erase our pain, justify our pain in order to have purpose, right? So I can acknowledge the painful seasons. I can acknowledge the hurt and the loss. I do not have to make those moments sacred, but I also, and I also recognize that in the aftermath of all of this, I can claim sacred time, sacred purpose, sacred identity, that as I re-evaluate and re-examine my past, it gives me a certain freedom to see myself with new eyes, to see my present with new compassion, and to see my future with new possibility. And so this week, I want to encourage you to do some journaling about how you looked at some events in the past and how you understand them now. That perhaps in those past events, because of the losses of loved ones, you thought that no one would ever stay. You thought that no one would ever choose you. You thought everyone would abandon you. And now on today, in this season, are you able to shift or broaden or see any nuance or layers in your understanding of yourself, even with the reality, the truth of all the losses you have faced? So I want you to really journal this week about one past or a few past events how you understood them in the moment, and if anything shifts for you now, as you look back on those moments, those seasons, those events, as you seek to tell yourself the reality of who you are, not through the lens of the pain, but in the fullness of your authentic self. I am excited about what you are doing in this season to come home to yourself. I invite your soul to tell your heart, mind, body, and spirit, welcome home. <laughs>